Kia Tato, this is the blog post from the 24th of September 2020. You can't speak truth to power if power speaks truth by definition. And I don't know if you've heard the second part of that quote before, but you've probably heard speaking truth to power here and there. And One Republic have even written a song about it. It's powerful and it reaffirms last week's write-up about the risk we run being caught in an echo chamber or assuming our reality is the reality because it's being mirrored back to us and the people we surround ourselves with and the environments we are exposed to in person and online. When water stays in the same place for too long, it goes off. And so if we stay in the same place for too long, thinking the same thoughts as everyone around us, or not ever evolving that thinking, we stagnate as well, was the line that stood out for me in that piece. And we might do well to remind ourselves that our perspectives are just that, they're ours. Think about it in a more general sense. Iwi and Māori make sense of the world through our creation stories, with Io, Te Kore, Te Pō, Te Aumārama, Ranginui, Papatuanuku, Te Iratua, the Māori stories, and so on, or the mythology that you might know and love today. Our tuakana, our elders, our brothers and sisters across the Pacific, have similar but slightly different kōrero. Our whanaunga, our relations in Australia, have their kōrero, and some of their iwi trace their origins back to the emu spirit. Then in the Middle East they have their stories, and in Scandinavia they have theirs, and so on and so forth. And how awesome is that? We have multiple perspectives on one reality. We see the world not as it is, but as we are. Beautiful and simply put by Papa T. Penekovi. And there are similarities and correlations across the board. I think we can all agree on that, surely. Um, but still with their distinct interpretations. But do we go and tell them they're wrong? And I was actually rolling my eyes as I typed this, and even as I say it now. Uh, that's their whenua, that's their land, that's their connection to their whakapapa and to their creators. That's how they make sense of the world. And it's sacred, amongst other things. And just while we're here, I'll ask you to take a quick minute to reflect on how you'd react if someone told you your entire worldview was wrong and they then went on to put resource and continuous effort into disconnecting you from it. Okay, and now welcome back. Just a quick minute, hooky mate. <laughs> Time to come back. Uh, but keen to hear what came up for you, so please send through any experiences or any thoughts that sparked up in you uh, during that moment or at any point in any of the content I share. I am here for it and love to hear it. When it comes to speaking truth to power, standing up to the powers that be and demanding change or demanding better, whatever the context, whatever the situation, we'd do well to also remind ourselves that power defines truth. And for me, the ultimate power in my life is whakapapa. Any situation where I doubt myself or if I'm on the right path, I turn to whakapapa. Whenever I feel unsettled or need counsel on anything, whakapapa. When I've had enough and I'm over my own behaviour, let alone anyone else's, whakapapa. Whakapapa is everything. My decisions, my beliefs, all of it is based on how I contribute back to the puna, back to the pool that nourishes and sustains me. What am I doing to give back? What am I doing to sustain and maintain and improve this world for my mukupuna, for my descendants and the generations to come? Whakapapa is the power, whakapapa is the truth also. And it's in our puraka and our creation stories, it's in our karakia and our incantations, it's in our art forms, it's in everything, it is everything. 
not just in terms of ancestry and genetics, but also in the process of how we've become who we're and what we are today, being whakapapa in action. Last week we talked about water stagnating or preventing that from happening. And now we've cleared that debris away and the water is flowing well again. Filtering through the different layers to become its purest, truest form and feed back into the puna, making positive contributions to nourish other forms of life too. Truth for te rātua once upon a time was life stuck between mum and dad, between rangi and papa. And that was it. Uh, the expanse Uepoto came upon was always there. It didn't suddenly exist when he got washed up out there. They just didn't know about it. And once they did, their concept of reality and truth extended, expanded and deepened. Truth for our tupuna, our ancestors once upon a time, was sunshine and coconut trees swaying in the breeze on the shores of Hawaii till they chose to leave that for Aotearoa, hashtag yay us. <laughs> but in both of those examples, there was a truth, then there was a power exercised to affirm that truth or expand on it and add another layer to it. So I ask you this, what is your power? What is your truth? How do you live it? How do you harness that to speak truth to power to effect positive change for yourself, your whanau, and your community? Naku noa hana. So quite a long post I feel, and this one was a little bit tricky because I didn't know how I wanted to take this. I think it was the very first or the second post about water following the sequence of how we can go for weeks without food, days without water, minutes without air, and no time at all without light. And so we're into that second uh, phase of the sequence, uh, writing about why or about water and hydration and nourishment in that sense of it. And I think we start the post off just referring back to last week about that echo chamber and how if water stays in the same place for too long, it goes off. Um, there was a really cool comment that was added to the Facebook post about how uh, swamps and also wetlands are pools of water that stagnate. Um, but they have their own filtration systems that I am doing some research about so I can write about them properly. <laughs> um, but that was a cool uh, whakaro that was added to this narrative or to this conversation or to this puna, if we want to keep with that analogy. So go and check that out if you haven't already. Um, but definitely relevant to this, um, but also a little bit different as well because I'm writing the analogies using a river as an example. So it is, it has a different life force to it or it serves a different function than a swamp or wetlands do. Uh, so anyway, more of that is being collected uh, so that I can share that maybe in the next blog post or in the one after that. Um, but via writing about water has been a little bit tricky for me um, and trying to find some different strands to write about or see how my thinking can be guided in this kind of way is definitely uh, different to last moon cycles kaupapa writing about kai and writing about food or their physical manifestation of something like water is like you can touch it, you can feel it, but it's still quite malleable and has those different forms as well, uh, as steam, as rain, as uh, when it's frozen or as ice, it's still water in some way, but the structure of it's changed. And so uh, some of the whakaro in here, I think I'm just starting to break the ice or scratch the surface 
in terms of what this means for me in my life and so I enjoyed writing about this but I still feel like it's me trying to not grasp at straws but just trying to set a base or line up the banks of the river maybe so that I know how this bowl, this whakaro is flowing. So if it felt like that, um, that's what it felt like writing it too. <laughs> but if it didn't feel like that, or if it didn't read like that, if it didn't sound like that as you were following along, I'd be keen as, as always, uh, to hear any whakaro that you had. Um, but just the point here that I really liked, which was the title, uh, you can't speak truth to power if power speaks truth by definition. And so there's been a lot of cordial lately about the elections and about, you know, what's true or what's not and different conspiracy theories as well. And, and it's really difficult to find out what is true, especially when power speaks truth by definition and tying that into how the ultimate power in my life and the ultimate truth as well is papa. I know and I have trust that Things will work out however they're meant to work out because it's already happened before. It's already um, happened for my tupuna and I'll be living my version of that with the tools that I have available to me or the situations that I might find myself in. Um, but I'm papa in action. And so that is truth for me. And that's the ultimate power and that's what I turn to. That's what I rely on uh, to realize my potential or at least try. Uh, or if things get tough or hard or if I start losing faith in myself or if I've drifted off track. I know the only truth and the only power that will get me back to me is through Papa. And so I liked tying that in there because the title is a bit of a, I think it has that down energy to it or it has that kind of connotation. You can't speak truth to power if power speaks truth by definition. It has that hopelessness about it, um, but then tying it into how power and truth is whakapapa, and whakapapa is power and truth, um, because all of those different things uh, that I just mentioned before, and then also sharing those examples towards the end, how truth for Te Ratua before Rangi and Papa were separated, was that that was it for them. They were stuck in between that space. That was all they knew. There was no other alternative to even consider or fantasize about. That was it. That was their truth. That was their reality. As was being in Hawaii for our tupuna. As is the different creation stories that Māori have here in Aotearoa. To Māori in Rarotonga. To Kanaka Māori in Hawaii. To Māori in Tahiti. And so on to our Sami people. To First Nations. To Native Americans. And all indigenous people everywhere. We each have our different corridor and our different narratives that inform us about why the world is the way it is. And so each of those reaffirm that whakaro by Stephen Covey. We see the world not as it is, but as we are. And I think that's so beautiful and so powerful and just one of the many layers to this whakaro or to this blog post. And so I did enjoy it, um, but still feel like I'm trying to find my ground or find what it is exactly that I'm trying to say. But keen to hear any whakaro that you had or any interpretations that may be different for you. Love to hear it and expand on this wānanga. So if you have the time, please let me know uh, what you liked, what you didn't like, or if you have any questions, anything at all about this post or anything else that I've shared as well. And I'll catch you on the next one. Cheerio!